if you ever done that, you know, it doesn't work in 99% of cases, right? I'm too looking back and asking myself, why did I want to be like someone else? Why did I want to have a relationship like someone else? Shoes, husband, dog, sofa, chair, salad, sound, smell, taste, look. It's an endless list. But I want to be like somebody else. You are your own reference. Look inside, you have all answers. Hi guys, and welcome to Dare Days Podcast, episode number 14. This is the podcast where we talk about the days when you dare to be yourself, your soul-searching and self-discovery journey, becoming the person you always meant to become and shaping your life the way you want it. Thank you so much for joining me today on this episode. And if you haven't listened to the previous show, please make sure to check it out. We've met with Yulia Fomenko Kirpalani, the creative director, writer, and filmmaker, and all-around creative person, and spoke about some common struggles of creative people finding yourself and your style and being authentically you. Check it out. And as always, I welcome your feedback. I thought that episode uh, turned out to be pretty amazing. So... Strange things have been happening to me lately, and as some of you know, on top of everything happening in the world now, I have managed to break my food. I know, yes. So the universe has granted me this extra time to be spent inside of my head, what I'm becoming the most proficient at. Um, Anyways, I hope everyone is doing all right. I know the last several weeks were challenging in so many ways for many of us, and... um, you know, we were confronted with our own expectations not matching the current reality and some of the personal internal issues were coming up. But I do believe we're now slowly making our ways towards a more stable episode in life. Um, Just hang on there. To tell you the truth, I've been contemplating whether or not I should record this episode since I do have some great guests in mind coming up to partner with me for next episodes and I really cannot wait to introduce them to you guys. It's going to be really great. But before I do that, this particular subject I want to talk about today seems to be coming up for me in different ways and forms lately, so I decided to make this short solo episode to share my thoughts and ideas with you. So here's a little preview of the background story. In my own personal life, I'm currently in a very exciting journey towards becoming more myself and finding out what my maximum potential is and what my most authentic version of myself can look and feel like. So that involves a lot of observation and self-reflection and going back and forth along the memory line. And what we're talking about today is the concept of references, the concept of having examples from other people's lives or work to inspire you. And although there are a lot of good things around that, there are also negative effects, which oftentimes get overlooked. And I have to tell you that partially the idea for this episode was inspired by various articles I've been reading lately about cancel culture. And I'll explain later in more details. And in a bigger picture, Basically, everything we're going to talk about today is related to our process of becoming ourselves, whether whether or not using the references can aid that process. That's what I'm that's what I'm curious about. So let's dive in. As you know, my background or one of my backgrounds, I should say, is in photography, portraiture to be specific. So in the world of photography, it is a very common um, fact that people use references. For instance, if you are creating an editorial or campaign work, you come up with a 
usually come up with a mood board or a reference board where you assemble the images that you find on internet uh, or elsewhere that inspire the upcoming shoot. Basically, then a creative director can tell me this is the mood, the inspiration, type of lightings, type of styling and setting, and this is the story we want to tell, blah, blah, blah. Sometimes my individual clients also send me the photos of what they like and the type of images they would like to recreate, which is um, very common, and in certain instances, it helps for sure. A couple of weeks ago, I was listening to one of Business of Fashion interviews with this editor of one of the major fashion magazines who has shared uh, a really interesting thought, I, I, I thought so, saying, you know, ultimately all of the photographers and creatives deal with the exact same pool of images to pull inspiration from. Has that ever occurred to you? You know, you go to Pinterest, which is the most common platform for it, or you go to Google search and you start looking. At the same time, there might be another photographer just like me searching for exact same thing. And I'll tell you that quite a number of times I had female clients coming for a photo shoot with me and bringing the exact same identical reference images to different people. Because that's part of, I guess, uh, search algorithm, right? The, the most popular images always come to the top. So coming back to this interview, he said, imagine if we could work without references, how much more creative that would make us if we were working in our own kind of small worlds, creating our own work without looking at what other people are doing or, or reaching out for references, what a different world that would be. Um, yeah, and so I'll give you one another example or other observation from my own life. I have recently, I have recently started taking piano lessons. So for a person with no musical background whatsoever, it's pretty tough, I, I have to say. Um, and it's very similar to learning a new language from scratch. And um, so I studied jazz piano and improvisation particularly, and from the very first or second lesson, part of my homework was to improvise, which challenged me big times. Um, the approach my teacher has is pretty pretty unique. Um, and over time, I'm becoming more and more appreciative of it because it ultimately teaches me to connect with myself and trust my instincts. Um, I, and I'll tell you a little bit about this. So I'm never given an example of how the tune has to sound. In other words, if I'm given a phrase to study, I will be given the notes and maybe an explanation of music theory behind it, but not a recording of the piece. So I don't have any example to refer to. In the beginning, um, this method has been creating a lot of resistance in me because I have no clue most of the time. I still have no clue as to what to do and how things are supposed to sound. So I'd be often torn between the desire to follow a common path of Googling examples versus practicing on my own. And, you know, it turns out all it takes is for you to just start. Note by note, step by step, and then when you have the structure, you search for your own sound. And that's very powerful. And what I have learned is that I don't need a reference. And it's rather one of my habits to immediately grab my phone and open Google or YouTube and search for help. No, no, no. So now I'm actively unlearning that. And it's not easy because what, what can happen 
if you do find a reference and if you happen to like it, then you will try to mimic it. And then you get frustrated that the sound is not quite the same and your technique is not sharp and the list goes on. Um, and I think there is nothing wrong about having the reference to look at just for general knowledge or of how other people are doing things, but not for the purpose of reproducing or copying somebody's unique style. Another thing is that the desire to have a reference or an example has made us pretty lazy in using our own skills and talents. And that's part of what internet does to us, right? Similarly to Google, you used to make an effort in order to find out something new. Now it's all a matter of asking the right question. You used to uh, being very creative and trusting your own feelings and visions and just come up with things out of your head. Now you'll need to go to YouTube for a reference. Aren't we diminishing our own abilities this way? Imagine if people were back to creating without frame of reference. Then you just do things the way they come up in your head. And there is, I don't know, there is something about it. And another point, many of you can relate to references in our interpersonal lives. That's a big one. For example, you grew up in a family where your parents were treating each other a certain way, right? Let's say your father always gives your mother presents and then you get into a relationship and when you don't get those presents, you start questioning, something is wrong here. Um, and your mind is trained and has this framework and as a result, you get upset. You see what I mean? If you remove that reference from your memory, you might have completely different experience altogether. Interesting, right? And there is a very fine line between using a reference and following it blindfoldedly. It's like creating a mood board on Pinterest for your clothing and buying the exact same things as on the pictures, disregarding your own figure, shape, and body constitution. If you ever done that, you know it doesn't work in 99% of cases, right? Um, I, hope my, I hope my message gets across. What happens in our culture is the massive desire to be like somebody else. I want to have a lifestyle of this person. I want to be in the shape like this person. I want to have a career success. Shoes, husband, dog, sofa, chair, salad, sound, smell, taste, look. It's an endless list. But I want to be like somebody else. And then some of us come to the point of being dissatisfied with their life. And the reason might be because your goals were related to your references. You wanted to be like someone else instead of wanting to find what's inside of you and who you really are. What is it with people wanting to always have something to refer to? I wish someone could answer that to me. Why do you need to see what another person is wearing in order to decide for yourself? Why do you need to see how Annie Leibovitz composed the image in order to have an inspiration for a shoot? Why do you need to see what kind of furniture a famous celebrity has in her apartment prior to have a plan of your own? Can you create a reference board from your own head? Please note, I'm asking these questions because I do not have the answers to them. This is my current inquiry to my own life as well. I am too looking back and asking myself, why did I want to be like someone else? Why did I want to have a relationship like someone else? Why did I want to have the body like somebody else? Why? Have I not been so busy looking for examples and inspiration I could have spent more time finding out why do I need these examples in the first place? Why can I rely on my own feelings and instincts? You know, in current culture, unlearning to look around is one of the most difficult tasks.
But it is also the boldest statement, the decision to choose your own way in life and follow that. I think, I also think this notion of looking around instead of looking within is also partially related to our cancel culture everyone is talking about these days. Well, because we're unable to think and talk independently, we will always have the situation of people leaning towards the most common point of view because you develop a habit of being like others. However, I believe in the society consisting of individuals, of every person looking for their own unique purpose and destination in life and working on maximizing their unique potential as opposed to hiding behind the reference board. You know, in my, in my one-on-one photography work, I build my sessions based on my observations of you. I never come up with imaginary scenarios because the only story I'm interested in is your story. And I worked with many, many people and we always talk about what matters to you, what makes you unique, what challenges you face every day and what unique gifts you possess. And I know there are no references for you to be you. And your personality is a proof of that. Here's the thing, in the ideal world, you should not need to have a reference for yourself. Do you understand? When you ask yourself, who am I? How am I? What describes me? There shouldn't be other people coming to your mind. Oh, I'm like Princess Diana or I'm like Muhammad Ali. You are yourself. You are your own reference. Look inside. You got all answers. So guys, I hope I was able to provide some food for thought today. Again, I want to repeat that I'm not saying that it's a bad thing to have references. I'm saying it's good to learn how to use them and when to use them properly so that they don't harm your authenticity. Thank you all so much for spending this time with me today. Please remember I welcome all of your feedback and comments. Feel free to reach out on Instagram, Facebook, or email. As always, I wish you to be safe, be well, and be true to your unique self. Namaste. Until next time.